Great morning, everybody. Great morning. Caleb, morning. what up, man? Morning, Coop. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. You sound crispy today. Wait, you changed something up or what? Business as usual, man. <laughs> how's your, how's your week so far, man? Uh, good. I was just at an inspection at a triplex I have under contract. Going to try to get some things negotiated. Um, everything for my work is a little bit harder this year because of COVID. But I mean, problems are solution. You know, just means there's a solution out there. So life's good, man. What about you? How's your week? Oh, it was good. It was good. You know, just uh, you know, family, and then. Just lining lining stuff up for this project. Um, I had to mow some weeds today. Yeah, did I? I or, was going to ask you about that. Yeah, let's just say it didn't. I mean, it was it was great up until I, when I had to clean my my uh, friend's um, mower. Mower. Yeah, we'll we'll have him on the podcast. Well, that's going to be an interesting uh, interesting story. I had to salvage our friendship a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> but it, it was it was good it, it was good uh, you know other than that um you know my wife saved me uh from another disaster you know we're just you know man man i'm just wait to get a new house that's all i'm saying man just wait because all the extra all the extra stuff you got to do uh no we had to get some sediment uh sediment logs um you know to to stop our sediment soil or our soil from washing off. And, uh, you know, me, you know, I was working with the, the guy that I was working with said, and I said, I counted, it was like 50, you know, 50 feet. Right. So, and I told him, I say, yeah, we're about 50 feet. And he goes, Oh, well, I only sell them in twenties. So you're going to have to get 60. And I was like, Nope, I'll just do 40 then. Right. Yep. Just <laughs> so space it I, out a little bit. Yeah. Just yep. yeah. Just yep. space it out. You know, whatever. And then I told the wife, and she was just like, "I said you better get the right footage, otherwise it's not going to be. Uh, you might not live." <laughs> I think what Cooper's trying yeah. to tell everybody is to delay gratification as long yeah. as you possibly can. Yeah, for sure. Shout you out know? to so we, uh, Lindsay, though, for keeping you accountable, man. Always keeping me accountable. Look at you cutting me... corners, Coop. Ex- exactly, man. So I'm just, but anyways, man. Other than that, it's it's a good week. It's 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 been a good week thus far, and uh, got some things coming up next week. Um, get the ball rolling on this project. So big moves. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, uh, today's gonna be a fun episode. Friend of yours. Oh yeah, friend friend of mine, um, Levon Perry. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll just bring him in and uh, get the show started, guys. All right. Good morning on today's episode of Shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb. Uh, Coop is going to bring in our next guest. Hey guys, so uh, today's guest, a uh, really good friend of mine. Um, he was also uh, played on the NDSU football team with me. Uh, he was part of that. Uh, that first three peat uh, that we that we were part of, um, he was in 2012. He was all that all Missouri Valley Football Conference uh, second team, uh, 2010 Missouri Valley Football Conference uh, all newcomer team. Uh, he was explosive player on the defensive line who disrupts the offense. 
and attracted a great deal of attention from opponents. Ladies and gentlemen, Levon Perry. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey. Good morning. LP, good morning. I, am, I, I am so pumped to have you on, LP. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Before we get started, I just want everyone to know, just a quick sidebar. Um, my first pickup, LP sold me my first pickup. So, oh my, you know, my I was, two I was, seconds as a salesman. Oh, <laughs> man, I was literally, you picked was an easy one black, to sell to, didn't you, too? Oh, we were we were ready. We were, like, thirsty. But he, he it was a great – they had good deals, though. I was about to say, I've never been the one to, never been the one to like cheat on somebody. That's why I, I couldn't, I couldn't sell cars, man. There's a little, little white lies all the time. I just couldn't do it. It's all good. My wife was probably a harder buy than I was, though. Oh, she was not she going. Was, oh, she, she was not oh, going, man. <laughs> she, it was, it was bad. Like, man, she has specific, I, specifics like, <laughs> that they don't make, and she was like, "Look, but I want it. Like, I don't understand." <laughs> <laughs> but they don't make that, but make it. I don't. Oh, man. Funny, funny. But our, our LP, so, um, you know, just tell, tell our followers um, who you are, uh, what you do, and, um, you know, why you do what you do. Well, hey, I'm Levon Perry. <laughs> had an <laughs> had a assortment of jobs after college. It was, you know, I did the NFL thing. I got cut from camp. So afterwards, I was going to do the strongman competitions, ended up years of football and being on the D-line, ended up chipping my L4 and my L5. Mm. So back surgery tore me up. I had nerve damage in my legs. Shoot, I remember I had to go in and do back surgery, and I told my mom, I was like, hey, if I if my legs don't work, I'm about to be the biggest person you ever seen in a wheelchair. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but no, recovered from it. We you know um, year a couple years of rehab, a lot of light lifting. Then did the counseling thing for a couple of years. Um, after bouncing around, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then um, after counseling, I realized that I I hate to say this because all the light skin jokes going around, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm emotional, bro. I can't, I can't, I can't disassociate. So when I would, you know, work with the kids, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it at work. You know what I'm saying? So it started mm. affecting my relationships at home, and then me, like, you know, getting silent, like, you know, the lady trying to like go out and do something fun, and we're, you know, I'm like, look, man, I had to tear a kid away from his parents to them. You know, I'm not trying to, mm. not trying to do all that. Like, but then I, re- you know, fell in love with fitness just because I didn't want to be that huge guy that stopped playing football but ate and ate the same way you know what i'm saying yeah and so i just fell fell in love with fitness and then i still want to work with these kids so i bounced around for a couple of years trying to figure out if there was a job like that there's not really except i mean i could be like a gym teacher or something but I'm, it's just not me i can't i can't deal with probably t- other teachers and as y'all know, watch <laughs> watching my mouth really isn't a really isn't a thing. <laughs> so um, so I worked at a gym, just did the personal training thing for a while for a couple of years now, and then saved up over the years. And I always wanted to start this big and burly thing. Kind of started out as a joke, and then ended up being being a real thing. And so now I work with youth centers, treatment centers, and um, do you know still do personal training, but. My biggest thing is working in those environments. I made a bigger impact because if you've ever seen me before, I'm you know six four, I'm two, two eighty, two sixty now, somewhere in between there. I have tattoos everywhere, 
And, you know, when kids ask me straight up questions, I would give them straight up answers. And it was always funny to see their face like, oh, I fight people every day. And I was like, yeah, I fight grown men every weekend. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> you know, because I, I still did bouncing downtown. So I was like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Like, you're 15 years old. You can try, you can try to fight me, but I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably not going to go the way you want it to. Hey, let's back up. Tell us about Big and Burly. What's that? What's that all about? Uh, Big and Burly, just because uh, it's the company I started this uh, wait last year, and so we go in, we uh, work these kids out, and so there's another big thing I found out, like the boys specifically, just because I work with them more. But you know, they their tempers go down. Usually, we work with at risk youth. A lot of them have that explosive disorder, so as soon as they hear something or like think about something they're acting on it. There's no, there's no thought process. There's no, mm. like you make them mad. You're like, cool. I'm going to punch this dude in the face. They'll, you know, they'll swing at you. So you just, you know, something you got to mm-hmm. work through. Mm-hmm. And usually most of the time they don't have strong, that strong at home life. So nobody's told them no enough or like from the jump, like from the beginning. So mm-hmm. when somebody does tell them no, they're like, hold on, bro, you're not going to tell me no. I told you this is what I want to do. And so, you know, dealing with that, but then you get them out there, push up the classics, you know, push up, sit ups, all that good stuff. You, you know, get them running, get them burning that energy that they're just sitting around with, and then you can actually sit down, sit down and talk to them. So I I want to ask LP. So where was the shift then? Because you said that the big and burly started as a joke. Because you know, where was? Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was, I was just gonna like where was the shift for you? It was it was working for a corporate gym because the one first of all the one i worked at was fantastic the it's it's a weird thing i feel like it started in college but the the team we had there like the chemistry was fire like all of our trainers were like built off of each other there was no like no this is my client you can't talk to him blah blah, blah you know, right. stuff like that right it was every, everybody was trying to eat and so we went from there but then you know the higher ups it was i feel like I don't know, because me and Coop kind of were raised the same, but I feel like somebody missed, like, how to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you on that. Like, it just, yep. it just, so, like, me and my, to both my area directors, I thought it was me. Like, I, for sure, I was like, maybe I'm tripping. Like, maybe I'm super hostile. Like, maybe it's just not that. But I would, you know, I would respectfully talk to somebody because I'm not going to disrespect you until you disrespect me. Mm-hmm. but yeah. and then they would just come at me sideways and then i feel like they expected me to just be like oh okay like but and then coop knows they came out they would my words would come out faster and i would think and then yeah next thing you know <laughs> and then they'd be like they expect me to like take it back and i'm not taking back nothing you heard you heard what i said that's what it was and so it I'd like i didn't end up getting let go or anything but i just started to realize that this it just it just wasn't for me. They wouldn't let me go out and work with the kids like I wanted to. They wouldn't let me do a lot of the things I wanted to get into because they had this non non competitive like clause, so I couldn't go out and train anywhere else. Like it would have to be there. Yep. And so yep. we got into it, and me and my girl were talking about it, and then quarantine, you know, changed up a lot of things, and it went from training thirteen people in two hours to now I have to break up my groups, and I could only do like one person every 30 minutes so instead of being at the gym for two hours you know making a couple thousand i'm at the gym for 12 hours now making minimum wage since they switch up like the wage shift and then Mm -hmm. to make ends meet to like so i'm not just paying bills and so that i could eat i would have to work at like five other gyms 
and like clean for eight hours on top of the 12 training and it was just a huge thing and I was like you know I put in so much work for these other people to make money why don't I just put in work for me and make myself money you know what I'm saying mm, ah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I love that I, I feel you on that so you got yes. you got pushed into this you know well I'm gonna have to be an entrepreneur in order to you know create the life I wanted to create what were the obstacles that you had to overcome in order to in order to make that happen for sure and knowing nothing like my de- my degrees are in the human development and family science and clinical psych like i've counseled through and through and i had to learn all my like different certifications for training i had to learn the business side of everything like setting up a business account was a thing i the, the taxes like I, bro i don't know no i'm still learning on the way and which is a good thing because I still now that I'm seeing the business side of things, now I start to realize that a lot of people have no idea what they're doing. Because yeah, yeah. businesses that are set up are still pushing their good employees out and keeping the bad ones because the bad ones can keep a face in their face. And the good ones usually speak up about, hey, this is a problem. And it, nobody wants to hear that their company has a problem. Everybody's perfect all the time. You feel me? Yeah. So no one... No. I was just going to say, so coming from a place of zero education, you know, what made you still decide like, nope, I'm going to make it happen. Um, I think, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, getting into sports and everything. You work so hard for something and you know, you have that hard like work ethic. So you're not worried about like, Oh, if I, if I'm going to, you know, work enough or if I'm going to do enough to do this, you know, you are, but the only difference is nobody's handing it to you. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. since nobody's handing it to you, you don't have to split it with nobody. Mm -hmm. So when you do get paid, when I get paid, I get 100% of what they're paying me instead of getting 12% and the gym takes the other. What was that first check like? It was good. (laughs) It was nice. Because, you know, everybody's hit me up like, hey, when we get back to the gym, and I don't want to take anything from the gym, but I got to be honest with them. So I'm like, hey, unfortunately, I'm not going to be at the gym anymore. I started my own company. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And they're like, oh, where, you know, start to ask questions. I give them my prices. And then surprise, surprise, they're like, oh, cool. Where do I sign up at? How many days can mm-hmm. I go? And then we go from there to getting to watching the the bank account just flood up. And then we came out with the shirts and starting to do yeah, like more clothing them. line. Yeah. And then we wake up one day and pe- find out people bought a whole bunch. So you wake up and there's money in that account. And it's It's nice. Now my impulsive self just needs to not spend money yeah first I'm, i need to hear about the shirts when we're all said and done it sounds like that sounds awesome um it sounds like so you you had all these people coming to you um as a you know, i used to be a personal trainer actually so i understand that business really well but you know what did you do what do you do differently to build relationships with people where they're like, Oh, you're somewhere else. Like, all right, bet. Yeah. I'm coming. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as you know, like it's, it's, it's all about relationships from the jump. And that's what me and, uh, the gym would go about because every time corporate or somebody would come in, everybody would get, you know, their, everybody's butt would tighten up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Everybody would, everybody would act a different way. And in my yeah. eyes, I'm like, if you're doing your job, why do I have to act a different way? 
Yep. And so when people, when they would come in, that's what, that's where we butt heads because they would ask me to do something. I'm like, Hey, I'm busy with this person. I can't do it right now. And then they would still expect me to do it. So in front of whoever they had me talking to, I was like, cool. I already told them I'm busy. Sorry for the miscommunication. They'll handle you. If you still want to talk when I'm done, we could talk. And you know, nobody, nobody likes to be told no dead to their face. Mm-hmm. And so everybody, everybody gets, you know, a little bit of butthurt, but they would, my clients would see the, the genuine part of me. Like, when I would try to act corporate, it comes off fake. And then if I try to censor myself or like switch up or I realize that a lot of slang comes out when I'm explaining stuff. And so when I would try to backtrack and like explain it super proper, like they wouldn't get it. And so if you talk to them layman's terms, just the common sense kind of things, everybody picks it up a different way. So like when, when you, so when you saying that corporate would come in and expect you guys to do something, this is like in the middle of you training a client, right? Yeah. So like, for example, we have, you know, every couple of Saturdays they have, they'll give away a whole bunch of free training sessions. So okay, we'll uh, clock in for hourly. So I'm not getting paid by, you know, who I'm training and they would just book people. They would book people in for like the next three hours. So people that haven't signed up but are there and could they hit you with that uh that potential of joint you know what i'm saying like you can potentially <laughs> make a whole bunch of money but in reality you're not gonna make any money like oh man like and so they the, the it would be like that like so i already have set times for my clients then they set up something like this and expect me to like move the clients that are paying me already like they they came out mm. of pocket already oh yeah and so I would move, I would move my schedule. So they would move it. I would move it back and then I would work around it. But then they would still bring in people like they were on my schedule. And I'd be like, look, I did it your way. This is my schedule. You see what my schedule says. And then they would have it's always at a prime time on a Saturday morning too, right? Like 9 a.m. We're trying to get things done. LP, I want to ask you so bad who you work for just because of where I work for as well, but we're not going to go there. Right, yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna right. we're gonna bring it back to uh, your relationship. So it sounds like, I mean, your big thing. Just to summarize, you let me know if I hit it on the head or not. Is I mean, mm-hmm. authenticity and a lot of loyalty as well. Right, I mean, for sure, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a client, right, and I, and I got a a time with LP, and I see LP like telling these bigwigs like, "Hey, I'm working with this client," you know, like I can't, dude, I can't. That's do a this. client for life. I I feel like yeah, that's, yeah that goes a long way. You know, and so what you said, LP, like how people don't know how to talk to people. It's I mean, you see it every day. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy, you know, like not putting any names out there. But, you know, some people feel like they can talk to anybody just one way, like one certain way. Like I'm talking to everybody like this, Mm -hmm. you know, where like you need to be able to understand your team. Like, you know, you could say something to one person, but you would have to say it a different way to another person i feel like that yeah. was that's what differentiates you know good managers good leaders entrepreneurs from you know each other let, let me oh, ask you sure. let me ask you this so i mean you're a hundred percent happy with your move and what you did right i mean but talk about most people i know who leave a corporate environment are actually really happy that they were there you know what i mean from what they learned you know, yeah, what, what pushed them to leave. Talk, talk about some of the things you took from that experience, you know, that makes you the entrepreneur you are today. I think Coop kind of hit it on the head. So Coop was with me for a very long time. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't grow up for a, for a good 
good minute. Like I, I was talking to people crazy. I was very, very hot headed. Um, that was I was the first one to swing. Like all that, all that stuff. Like it was, uh, it, was a, it was a rough time. But a couple things happened. A lot of things. You know, people open your eyes. Uh, football stopped, so I realized I had to actually work with people. And I think the biggest thing I took away from corporate was learning how to talk to people because it was I could I couldn't talk any type of way. And if they weren't giving me the same kind of stuff I was giving them back, so why why should I be cussing them out if they haven't started out with cussing? But mm. then it kind of went back to the same thing. That's what me and uh, one of my people got into it with is you can't you can't throw out that kind of energy and then be mad when somebody gives it to you back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, and that was that was the only thing about it. I mean, you can't get mad at anybody matching, right? Right. So if I start if I start out calm, you want to come in cussing, and I start cussing. All of a sudden, you're mad that I'm cussing. How does that work? Yeah, yeah it, it works both ways. So it, it, go ahead, Coop, my bad. It, it, I was just gonna say it doesn't work, but you know, some people think like it should work. You yeah, know? Like, that's, that's I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't, it didn't open my eyes until I moved down to Denver, Colorado. That entitlement is real as can be, and uh, people people really don't see anybody else's perspective but theirs. Like this is what it should be. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. That, that's that's very true. Um. So so you you started big and burly. You started doing your own thing. You took advantage of opportunities. You know, during COVID nineteen. Talk about some of the places or people that you used as resources as you were getting that going. Um, it was a uh, my other trainers. To be honest, like I said before, we had a we had a team. Like if if I was a corporate person and saw the team that I had in Denver, Colorado, there's I would I would do whatever I needed to, or I would milk I would milk that thing. Where I'm talking about COVID, uh, slow seasons, all that. Like even when it started popping off, like what January when everybody started getting sick it was we were still number one number one gym in the company with session service like we're getting new clients left and right just because of the atmosphere we had around like um I am I am loud when I'm in the gym like so you know I bring a lot of energy because if I don't bring that energy I'm gonna be in a bad mood people <laughs> want that though yeah, I, right? sure. I mean yep. x amount of people are gonna want that for sure and then we did that and then one of the top where, where I, when I knew I needed to leave is the top trainer in the company for like three years was uh was at Denver, and all he all he did was just genuine connections with everybody. But he wanted to move up, you know what I'm saying? He wanted to do his thing. But every time he would go for like a head trainer position, they were telling him like you only have X amount of hours, and then it's more like a manager like position. So for him to make the money he was making as just a personal trainer, he would have to put like 12 people in six different groups and then ma- manage it like throughout the week. And But he would need that 12 people in six different groups every single day. And then he was like, hold on. Well, if I do this, I'm losing money. So this is what my base would need to be. Like, could you match that? And from the jump, they were just like, no, like this is what it is. And so I'm like, well, if I can't eat, why would I go out of my way to do something just to pay bills? You know? Hmm. Man, I, That's crazy. I really, you're saying so many things that sound exactly <laughs> like the corporate 
company I used to work for, but we're not going to go there. On the so, I'm going to say it. I'm going to no, say it. No, I'm gonna say no, it. So, no. Caleb used to work for... No, like, just, I won't do it. I won't do it. Damn, you going to air them out like that? You going to name chill, them? Chill out, chill out Coop. I left that I'm place sorry. on good terms. We're going right, right. to leave it that way. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back. I'm sorry. Let's I'm talk sorry. about goals, LP. What, what's... What what are your goals? I mean, you just started this company; it's going well. You, you're doing some stuff with uh, um, uh, apparel. What's going on there? Uh, well, the well, the goal in general, I'm you know still I got to go through all these you know dot my dot my eyes and cross my t's with the uh, youth centers and the treatment centers just because with COVID and everything, it is a it's a touchy time. Really don't know. If it's a little bit up in the air. But I eventually want to get more of them, like a weekend, even even if I'm Saturdays for a couple of hours working with those kids, or if it's ultimately I want to travel, I want to get back to Minnesota, I want to get back to North Dakota, kind of get back to where my people are. But you you said you want to get back up here though for a weekend. Let's hey, calm down. Not Fargo. <laughs> he said Minnesota first. Okay. Well, he said North Dakota. No, so but he was, said okay, Minnesota sorry, first for a hot second. Yeah, I chill out. Those kids and leave. I'm he's not, just. I'm sorry. He's just trying That's to roll I... through and then okay. get back to where life's good. <laughs> so you trying to come back? <laughs> at least, <laughs> at, at least, at least drop by and say hi. That's all I'm saying. Oh, for sure. Right. You already know I'm saying hi to everybody. Okay. But and then the apparel. We uh started, you know, since we are from Minnesota, I did the, you know, the Big and Burly for the Black Mi- Black Lives Matter, and did them dry fit just because, you know, I'm still a personal training, so, so I we're gonna, do want to do it. We're gonna do it right, right. And so we did that. Then um, they ended up selling pretty well. So we uh started looking into, you know, the sweaters, the sweatpants, the crop tops, the yoga pants, and uh. I want to do it seasonally. I like the I like the limited edition joints. So I want to come out with a certain set, get them out there. If they sell out, they sell out, and then you can get them next year. Oh man, oh, man, I'm excited! I need to see. This is where I get sucked into material items that I don't need, but I, <laughs> but, but, I, but I want. Hoop knows yeah. the old me. Oh, oh yeah, Hoop knows I, what... the old me. Well, it's st- it's still there. You just got it in the closet. No, it's buried. You know, and it's it's in the buried. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, LP, I, Coop, Coop, I'm just ans- asking them all today. So you just chill out. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I'm I'm just in the corner here. Just let me know. L- when L- 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 LP, what do you what do you do to work on you? You know, what do you do to work on your self development to be you know to be the man you want to be? Stu- studying. I, first of all, I. There are so many things I didn't know about lifting that I have so much more respect for my uh, strength and conditioning coach in uh, in college. That was a whole different beast. But that and now out of the coups been following me for a little bit. I uh, have a little boy now, and so trying to <laughs> stay open minded because I don't want to be I don't want to raise him with the same like you know. Men don't cry. Don't show your emotions. Mm. It's tough. You you can't. Mm. It, it's, su- it's super tough because you know that's it's what we tough. were raised off of. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm trying to you know raise, raise them right. Anyways, you know, especially with the time we're in, you know, don't touch females ever in life. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> talk talk to them right, but don't talk to them. And especially with the, I don't mean to get too racy or whatever, but I'm like you know we are we're we're brown, so you got to be above and beyond. And then on top of that, you still got to be aware of people are probably still going to knock you down every chance they get. You know what I'm saying? Protect yourself. 
Right. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Straight A's, scholarship student, you got to be, you got to do whatever you got to do, but then just be prepared for people to still be like, cool, you you still got nothing. Like, you still, I got nothing for you. And so, trying to do that, constantly studying. And because, like I said before, I came here with no knowledge, so I'm, I'm trying to go over marketing, I'm trying to go over, like, really doing my taxes, like I'm, like, I know what I'm doing, but what I've always had was, I'll, I'll ask for help nine times out of nine. Every single time I'll ask for help. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. I'll find the person in the store instead of, like, not asking for directions, I'll clean pull over and call somebody. I'm not going. That's smart, though. Yeah, it is smart. Yeah. I mean, I know so many people that that don't ask for help, right? Because they want to look smart and and be the Mister Know It All, right? You know, um, where I'm with, I'm right there with you. Like, it's better to ask for help and look dumb because I guarantee you, X amount of people have the same question or the same, right. you know. So, no, I I hear you on that. Um, I want to ask LP. Um, back when um you had your back your back surgery, right? Yeah. What still like pushed you and motivated you to keep, um, you know, to like not be a victim of that of that situation? <laughs> Gee, bro, you know I'm big headed. Honestly, <laughs> I, 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 I wish I could give you some some sob speech or like I really. Oh, this happened. No, you're no, bro. You're good. I, I told I don't know when it happened. I couldn't tell you. I'm pretty sure it happened in high school. I just want to be better than everybody else. That's and that's Ooh. that's literally it. That's there's no I'm not I'm not gonna do any lifting competitions because I care about my body now. Like I'm not gonna do anything like mud runs or anything. No, I'm not. But I know I want to be better than everybody else. And when Dante grows up, you know my son grows up, I want him to look at me as somebody like he can actually somebody he can actually look up to. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me pause you right there. Um, you said you want to be better than everybody else. My follow-up hmm. question is why? Why not? And I because because I because I know somebody they're they're gonna be better than me. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's if I get if I have take the, the logic out yeah take the logic there's always somebody right. better right like right but but why what motivates you to pursue greatness for if, if we're bringing it if we're bringing it deep it's it's you know I had the typical uh typical black dad story and so dad locked up all all my life I met my man when he was when I was seventeen and seventeen me is six four two hundred forty five pounds so I'm I'm grown at this point yeah you ain't talking to me. Right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so I'm out here. So I, you know, I met him. You know, I met him. You know, we chit chatted, <clears> and he was stuck. He <throat> was stuck in this '90s mentality. Like he was still a thug. He was still, you know, he's still banging, and he's a he's a grown up, bro. We don't. You're a grown up. Why are you still gangbanging? Like it doesn't make sense. But then you know, I told him I was like, I don't need anything from you at this point. I'm, I'm grown. I hug you, and your you know your head's in my chest, like. Mm-hmm. I don't really need you, <laughs> but uh, I was like, you know, if you're gonna be around, it it would be nice to say, you know, I got my mom and my dad around. So I was like, if you're gonna be around, just be around. And then one time, I think around my sophomore year, just gave him a call, just the just the you know, just to talk. And some random dude answered the phone, talking about, oh, you know, he's back in jail. And I was like, cool, bye. And then <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked, I haven't talked, I haven't talked to him since. And so what it came, what it comes down to is, I never want to be what I guess my biological dad was to me. And he was like, he was always like this figment. And then when I met him, he was a disappointment. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And I'm, so I, I want to keep it. I want to keep it deep. I want to keep it deep. Talk about times where you, if if you're cool with it too, LP. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. I'm, just, I'm just asking you off the cuff. But talk about times where like you've had self doubt and how did you get through those situations? Oh, for, oh, oh my God. I told you, man. I was, uh, I was gonna go <laughs> bring it there, man. I got you. No, um, I think the only the only time I had re- I had two times where I had like real self doubt. That was a. Uh, who knows? I got caught with a with a naughty. I wish I had like a cool story, but I got caught for a DUI my junior going into my senior year, and that was the first time I got like be- behind bars kind of treatment. Sure, and then they, they take you behind, in. You got to yeah. chill in the cell, that sort of thing. Yeah, and even behind bars, I was fighting people behind there just because you know I went in for you know having too much to drink, so I'm drunk. Yep, and then. Uh, another drunk dude was in there and just would not for the life of me stop talking to me. And I'm already disappointed because I'm like, cool, Coach Bowles about to kick me off the team. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't the model student athlete, so I got in some trouble before then, but nothing serious. It was, you know, loud house parties, stuff like that. But, you know, he told me straight up, you're in trouble again. You, you know, you're going home. So I was like, oh, I got to go home and see my mom. Like, And then I'm behind these bars, and I was like, well, like father, like son type stuff. Already agitated, right? Right, already mad. And then he's talking to me, so I end up fighting this dude. And then, But the dude saw it the whole time, and I asked the guy to get away from me like a million times. But there was that. But sitting in there, and I think it was the first time as a a grown-up, I cried in front of people. And I was like, this is like, I can't escape it. Like, I'm going to end up back in Minnesota, not doing anything, like doing the same thing my homeboy's been doing. And then there was that, and then after I got cut, I was like, I was like, what, what now, kind of thing. But football right. has always been a the been identity. a backup plan. The yeah. identity, yeah, yep. And so I ended up going back to school, you know, finishing up those degrees. But that that initial like I'm back was I was training in Cottage Grove at the time, so I was like, I was back after like a month, and I was like, well, now what? Like, what do, what do I do? I thought about going to Vegas and just being a big old bouncer. Like, oh man, my, it was all up in the air. But those those are the only times I really had self doubt. I moved out to Denver with like like a thousand in my bank account, and a pipe, yeah, so, a pipe dream, and kind of took off. So, I don't know so t- talk talk about that move, LP. So like what? <laughs> so yeah, talk about that. So I'm loving Cottage this story, Grove, by the way. I'm loving yeah, this story. You go, you go, bro. I'm loving this. Co- Cottage Grove to to Denver. Talk, talk about that. That's an no, upgrade. Was, no disrespect was, to Cottage Grove, but that is a major upgrade if you don't know. Oh, and it was there. They they was our they was our rivals in uh in high school. Coop, nobody cares about your yearbook, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did not go to Cottage Grove at all. Not even close. <laughs> I went to uh, oh, man. Man. shut, Caleb, shut this, that yearbook, bro. This, shut this, it. This this is this is definitely the last podcast. This is definitely <laughs> the last podcast. No, what you got? We uh, I ended up moving out here in the span of two weeks. I had uh, no, I I was uh, doing my counseling thing in North Dakota, and because after you know after I was in College Grove and I got cut, I was like, well, there's nothing in Minnesota for me, and so I was like, let me just go back, finish up these degrees or whatever, and I'll figure it out from there. And so, you know, I went back, finished those up, and then I was at the treatment center at the time and, you know, emotionally started draining me. So I was like, maybe, you know, if I work with, you know, more, like, higher up at risk, uh, maybe I'll, you know, feel more accomplished or whatever. Oh. 
Mm. And then so I went to, you know, the juvenile centers and which still worked with them, too. Every time they would ask me for something they didn't need to, they had to do like push ups, sit ups, all that good stuff. Because if they didn't need it, they just wanted it like candy and stuff like that. No, mm. I'm not giving you candy. Like, we're not we're not doing this. And so I went from there to it was the same. It was the same stuff. Like emotionally, it just started cracking down on me. And so I'm like, there's got to be something else. And I was looking around Minnesota, North Dakota. And it was all kind of the same stuff. And then I was like, you know, I haven't really traveled outside of uh, what football. So, and Coop knows we go there, hotel meetings. Oh, uh, there's you, no scenery. Right, right. You you go yeah. for a walk for a late night snack, but then it's you wake up, game prep, meals, meetings, and then you're off to the stadium. Plane. Yeah. Game right. and then plane. <laughs> right. And so. Since I never traveled before, I was like, "Bet, let me, uh, let me, let me just see what's out there." And I was like, "You know, you know they'll probably never even hit me back up. So let me just throw my throw my resume out there and see what happens." And then all I was getting was emails back talking about, you know, can you do a, a FaceTime interview? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I've been everywhere else I applied to because, like, I lived down in Jacksonville for a while. I did the Arizona thing. Me and Arizona just don't get along. I I don't I don't know what it is. But hmm. I've never Too had hot? a good. I just never had a good experience in Arizona. Like the first time I went down there, you remember my uh, my flight got switched without me knowing, and I had to take a two ride two day bus ride back to oh, uh, spring camp, Lord. and that's when uh, me and Coach Coop got into it. That's, oh, that's, that's when we right. Because he because he called me out my name, and that's what I was talking about. He called me out my name, so I called him out his. We're both grown, so he was like, "Come, come see me when you get back," and I was like, "Bet, oh, be, re- man, be we, ready." Like, I we, like it. We had some battles with the coach, like <laughs> oh for sure, hundred, hundred percent. But then I think uh, I don't, bro. We I think we needed those bad coaches because that for sure brought us all together. There was oh no yeah chance. for sure, oh yeah. But sometimes uh, I think coaching staffs plant a guy that people can hate because it because it, be. it totally puts you together, man. Oh, oh yeah, man, for sure. But we did that, and then the only place I haven't been was Denver. And I've I've never messed with Denver. I first of all I knew did not know how expensive it was out here. And, oh yeah, the wolf man. But then the place I you know applied to it was a youth center, and so it means I wouldn't have to like break anybody up. I could just come here, and I was their rec coordinator. So all I was doing was literally coming here, working their kids out, and then you know looking after them, feeding them if they need any type of somebody yep. to talk to, a safe place, something like that. Like we were it for people. Yep. So I came out here and they were like, you know, we'll put you up in a house, but you know, this is a Catholic, you know, organization. So it's, you know, no drinking, no smoking. And I was like, bet I have to work on the drinking, but I don't smoke anyway. So, but, and then got out here, realized that, uh, I don't like roommates. (laughs) (laughs) You went through NDSU football and realized you didn't like roommates. Man, so I only had roommates for two years, and okay. then I, was, I had my I had my own place because I started yeah, that's I, I started right. bouncing. I started bouncing. Yep. Oh, so you had that side cash, and so I had that side cash with the with the federal, you know, with the little stimulus stimulus check or whatever. And so I would pay my rent, and then all my side money would just you know do whatever I, do whatever I felt like. So I had a full grown like apartment, like my furniture matched. Like I was I was <laughs> that deal, boy. I had my TV mounted. I was out here. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I went, I went from there to I had roommates, and then I was realized that I'm a clean person, which is weird. That's good I'm, though. But yeah, but then I was like, man, I got to pick up after these people. Like, I just, I can't do this. And so, ended up, <laughs> I was in there for a while, and then 
in the years I was out here, I ended up, you know, meeting my girl that I have now. And I think the only reason we had such a strong relationship is because I did get into corporate marketing pretty well. And I, uh, I messed around and was good at it because, you know, I can talk my little heart out. But um, it was one of those corporate marketing things where you get, like, after a while, you know, you start building up a team and you do this, you do that. And then they give you your own office. But then I was realizing that I worked for like the past three months and didn't have a day off. Like, so I'm Mm. like, and then Mm. I was thinking about the longevity of things. And I'm like, you know, if we, let's say I do get my own office. Let's say I do get my own office. You know, I start really doing work and making these hundreds, hundreds of thousands of what I'm doing. But then I have no time off to watch, watch my boy grow up what's the what's the why point? is it yeah exactly you know what yeah. I'm saying? if i'm doing all all this stuff just just the work like i want i want i wanted all that you know i want the you know i want the nice cars and the and the you know bank account i don't have to look at really and yeah but yeah. yeah if my boy you know let's say you know he works he works out with me so let's say he dunks for the first time and i'm not there i'm gonna feel dumb oh yeah or like it's, he's it go ahead no, I was just gonna. Sorry, LP. I was just gonna add. Is it's just something like like being a dad and like being there for the first everything. You know, like so. I, I feel you on that. Like I won't even let my kids. Like, uh, my daughter was last year was her first time going on going on a boat, and yeah. I was like, I was like, there's no way I'm not gonna be there. And so there was times like I couldn't go, and I told her I was like, nope, I gotta be there. I gotta be. <laughs> right, right. So right. I, I feel it. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. And uh, so we we got into that, but then again, you know, you you learn you learn from that. You learn. Uh, I got how to talk to people, how to manage people, and that was a huge help. And yeah. that's when I learned what Coop was talking about. Like I can I can talk to people straight straight up, but I have to you know, hey, what's wrong? Blah blah blah. Is it, <laughs> everything okay at home? Like I got I got to put on that face like I really do care because at the end of the day, I care about my sales and so if i care about my sales i have to care about my team yep exactly yep yep and so love it got that man but biggest thing is i gotta i gotta stay with it man i gotta keep learning stuff coop i got one more question unless you have more no you you go you go so you mentioned earlier you had a lot of respect for your strength and conditioning coach at ndsu do you want to talk about you want to talk about how you know, interacting in that program from the strength and conditioning side, not only pushed you, obviously, athletically, you know, everybody knows, you know, NDSU's storied, you know, tradition of success and winning, but how did it push you to where you're like, you know, making applications today in your personal life and just being an entrepreneur? Uh, I think it was him mixed in with the group of guys we had because, since we did have those long seasons, our off season was a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And so it would go from straight I love work, it. scheduled, like, you know, you're in that college athlete, so it's, but meetings, class, meetings, ACE, practice, like, you're, everything's scheduled out for you. So that was the biggest thing I took from there was, like, when I was done with football, my schedule was wide open. Like, what do I do? And mm. so it was just it was just filling it in, and that's when it, that's when the studying became. That's when I was like, 
you know, after I hurt my back, I was like, cool, I'm never doing this again. What did I do wrong? And so now I'm studying with that and I'm taking a couple hours here. And then even out here with that work ethic, I, I mess around. Billy was with me. Uh, I mess around and fainted in a restaurant like four months after I got here because I got three jobs and wouldn't sleep. There was a period where I wouldn't sleep for like three days. Cause it was like, I would open the gym from five to one. Then I would go to the youth center from two to six. Mm. And I would go from the bar from eight to two or yep. three, whenever. Man. Yep. And so, and then I would put on his face and I was never late. I never took a sick day, but then, you know, I had a day off. My guy, Billy was like, Hey, let's go get something to eat. I think I had like a half of margarita. And then all of a sudden I was like, sweating profusely like the static on the tv kind of vision in my eyes mm. and then clean passed out like hit my head on the corner of the door and everything and billy was i'm glad i was with him because at this point i was still big from north dakota so i'm like <laughs> he had to pick me up he's a big old boy yeah big old billy yeah. billy yeah. Me right <laughs> up. yeah but you know being in that being in that kind of environment for what four, four years and having Coach Kramer and Coach, uh, was it Coach Knapp, just constantly pushing you, like you know, oh, I can only do this much. And even though I I hated Coach Coop with a passion, but even <laughs> though I hated him, he hit oh, me with a. I would man, it was a whole different beast. That was oh my god. Oh, well, but it. it was great. Uh, hey, Coach, <laughs> hey, Coach Knapp doesn't get enough credit. I feel like man, Coach Knapp was no. like I love that dude. Yeah, he's a, oh god, he's he got what he got his own he got his own team now. Did he did he now? Because I know like it yeah, was you know it's so. it's Kramer's show, you know what I mean? But like Coach Knapp was legit. Oh, for sure. What I knew about but, him, but yeah, yeah, he was, and then he was the same way though. He was super genuine, so mm-hmm. he would be straight up with us. He was like, man, I was like, man, how are we getting called back this much? There's no way we mess up this much. And then he looked at me straight up. He was like, look, man, y'all are seniors, we, you can't you can't have you getting complacent, even though y'all won, you know, back to back. This is your senior year. So I'm trying to push you. I feel I feel no, that's that's real talk. I feel like we we got like we got we got the business senior year for sure. (laughs) You know they had to like be in a room talking about this, like, hey, these guys are great. We need to make them elite. Right? Right. We gotta make them like it wasn't even close. Our senior year was fake. I I remember one one summer workout we did and uh it was bison agility i think yep and i literally i literally thought kramer was waiting for someone to puke before we stopped like he just decided i was, I was he was like all right somebody's gonna throw up we'll someone's stop. gonna throw up before we stop. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh coop, my coop started trying to cough you know oh, trying to, try to take one i literally <laughs> had it in my mind i was like someone's gonna have to go <laughs> I mean, it's not gonna be me, but someone's got to go. I, I think oh. that's what's going on. Anyways, had, my, had my man Juckum stuck in his stance. Uh, <laughs> oh, I couldn't get out. He blew the whistle. Everybody started running. We looking back like, hold on, why is, why is he moving? <laughs> what's happening? Oh, oh. but no, it was, it was that. And then Coach Coop hit me with the. I think one practice. It was every every forty testing we did. I strained a hamstring. Every, I pulled my hamstring every single time. Man. And so he would hit me up and he was like, you're on, you know, he would hit me with that. He would say, don't take it personal. But then literally be like, Hey, your mother, Lorna, she's a terrible person. Like, wait a minute. Uh-huh. Wait, what? <laughs> bro, bro, he would hit you with the most personal stuff, but he'd be like, don't take it personal. I'm like, how does that work? So he was like, we, you know, we give a scholarship to you and you're one of, you want to sit on the sidelines or lollygag. 
He's like, look, it's either going to tear or it's going to be fine. So I was like, bet. If it tears, I'm still on scholarship, whatever. And so I would just uh, push through it. And I would try I would try to make my hamstring tear or black out. Oh, my goodness. Because I was like, if I black out, then I push myself and I don't have to practice anymore. And right. Like, right. If I tear my hamstring, he told me to. Those conversations so I'm, I'm you have with yourself, right? I mean. Right, because I'm not going to let nobody punk me. And that, was, and that was my biggest thing. I was like, cool, if you want to punk me, cool. Let's, let's see. Let's see what happens. You know how many freshmen are mad at me to this day because we like brushed off him. I like tapped him, and he was like, "That's how you're gonna tackle." So the next play, we just clothesline people and just take kill, them. yeah, just <laughs> cool. And and we look at him dead in the face and talk back like, "Cool, it's a first down because we're six yards back." How does that work? And uh, man, it was they definitely pushed us, but I uh, they had a special group because anybody else probably would have cried and quit. Yeah. Right, right. Man, love it, love it. Um, LP, yeah. what what would you tell your younger you? <laughs> yeah. Don't don't touch alcohol. Mm. <laughs> Run away, yeah. stay away from just, stay away from just the simple, as simple as that. <laughs> oh my god! No, I, uh. th- I think it would be actually care about school because I didn't really care about school. Like I got that, I think uh, I got that GPA award, like the most improved, because yep. I I came into the came in my freshman year. And then, if you remember, my birthday, August 24th, they told me I wasn't technically on the team because I had pushed so much stuff through uh, the clearinghouse that it didn't clear. And then, even in high school, I bro, I told you I was a little hot-headed kid, so I was kicked out of a couple schools and bounced around a lot. And my sophomore year, they were like, hey, what do you want to do for college? And I was, you know, kind of laughed for college. What are you talking about? Like, that's, that's not a thing. And so they put me in, like, religion class, study hall. I had, like, two gym classes, history. Like, I was not set up to go anywhere. But then <laughs> I did my sophomore year of football. And, you know, I was, what, 6'2", two, two something. So I was just destroying everybody. And so people started looking at me. And they're like, <laughs> and they get to the transcripts and be like, oh, oh. Like, you would have to do summer school, night school, summer school, night school. And then after you graduate, you would have to do summer school again. And they're like, well, if you know, if you keep that up and you keep a three point seven or above, you know, then we can give it to you. And they happened to be the only one that stayed with me because that's a, <laughs> I didn't know it was a possibility. And the fact that they like this is how you do it, I was like, cool, bet, say less. And then that's I stopped going out. I was my little hobby was video games, so I like got super into video games on my like my Saturdays after the game and stuff like that. And ended up getting there, but if I would have continued caring. <laughs> through my freshman year, because after they told me I wasn't on the team, you couldn't tell me nothing. Showing up on time, that wasn't a thing, because I'm paying for my own school. So, where do we go from here? <laughs> like, showing up on time, listening, wasn't a thing. I wasn't showing up to practice, because I'm not practicing. What do I look like looking at y'all practice? It mm-hmm. looks dumb. Yeah. And so, you really you really couldn't tell me. But and then, that's when <laughs> Coach Coop would drive around and say, where are you? And i say, I'm asleep. He was like, aren't you supposed to be in class? Yep. And I would hang up the phone and go back to sleep. Like, bro, you're not paying for my school, and that's the whole reason I came up. Yeah. And uh, so if I could tell myself anything, it was just to care more about myself, like set myself up. So if I would have cared about school, then there would be no mountain climbing. Because, you know, eventually I did because they're like, cool, we're going to send you home. You got to tell your mom you failed out of college. <laughs> oh, mm. not doing that. Like, that's, woof. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so, change that up man she already told me she's like you come back on some stupid stuff like you like around then uh those u of m players got caught yeah that, <clears throat> yeah that female so yep. she was like you ever come back for that or you fail out she's like don't come here 
because I'm not I'm not feeding you. I'm not doing this. And I was like, cool. So I had nowhere to go if I fell out. So I was like, I might as well, you know, buckle down, really get into it. And eventually made it work. School ended up not being that hard after, especially after the whole knee thing happened. And I got the chance to sit down and actually study. School is cake. I don't understand how people fail out, especially when you're a normal student. That's very confusing. C's get degrees. You know what I'm saying? They sure do. Like, hey. uh, as I'm, it, it's a game like anything else, right? I mean, you play that. You definitely want to learn. But, yeah, that that's what I'll say about that. Coop, what else you got, man? Uh, last question, LP. Uh, yeah. One thing that you can tell our followers. Don't cuss so bad. Don't. Uh, <laughs> you've been doing good, bro. I, I appreciate I know, I know, you. I know. Because I've been t- I've been saying it all year, and that's, that's the one thing. One thing. I, one thing I like took away from twenty twenty, like leaving and everything about that is just be like I said it today. Be unapologetically you. Like mm. you, you can tell. You can always tell when somebody that fake. Like, oh hey, how's it going? Like, bro, I, mm. I know you don't care. Like, why, 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 why ask me? What do you mean? But like, just be you. Just. The whole covering up, and I know a lot of people are trying not to offend a whole bunch of people all the time. It's exhausting. And I don't know if it's because we're getting older. I just don't have the time to really think that through that hard. I got cussed out at the bar the other day because I called what I thought was a female a female. Mm. And I was like, look, I don't, I don't know you. How am I supposed to know this? Like, you got you to gotta meet me halfway here. Like, <laughs> don't, don't get super offended. If you, uh, you're walking into the female's bathroom, I, expect, I thought you were a female. Sorry. Like, but if you're genuine, <laughs> generally you, people usually pick it up. Usually people rock with you. And if they don't rock with you, they're not for you. You keep it moving. That's Love good it. advice, man. That's good advice. Love it. Love it. Uh, L- sure. LP, where, where can uh, our followers uh, connect with you on social media? Yeah, especially the uh, big and brand, man. For sure. Uh, I know on uh, Facebook it's just Levon Perry. I know Instagram it's uh, Mr. Big and Burly, and Ooh. all the websites are you know Big and Burly LLC. The info or dot info is the apparel, and then the Big and Burly training. That's when we can ask, talk all the questions about prices and what I do and all that good stuff. Mm. We'll put that in the show notes. Love it, Love man. It. LP, <clears throat> LP, appreciate you, man. No problem, man. Please, when you come up here. I got you. I got you. Because my other my other partner on this line did it. He just rolled right through. Yo, so, yo, it's all good. Yo, it's all man. good. It's, all good. <laughs> it's, all, it's cool. It's yo, cool. Whatever. Whatever. I blinked. No, I, I blinked, and I was already past Fargo, man. <laughs> it's all like, good. No worries. I, just, I don't know what happened. I, I just blinked. I was like, you know, <laughs> it's all good. It'd be like that. It'd be like that sometimes. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, LP. Appreciate yep. you, man. No problem, guys. All right. Bye. Coop, LP, came in, talked to us about leaving corporate. I mean, he seems like that kind of personality where he's just always going to make it happen. Um, But it sounds like he had a lot of adversity in his life. And, you know, I'll say it again. He just made it happen. Just made it happen, you know. And, uh, yeah, he's he's a special dude, man. I mean, like you heard him say, like he just wanted to be better than everybody else. Like, like, period. He he just makes it so simple. Um, you know, like you said, he didn't, you know, when we asked him some questions, he just said, like, I don't have a big get in deep, you know, on this one. It's just bam, bam. That was it. 
you know, yeah. just, just, just keep it simple. Um, you know, and you just, you know, just hard work, you know, listening to how he, you know, had three jobs there for a while. Um, you know, just having the work ethic, uh, is, is just so key, you know, especially when you're trying to build something for yourself, especially, you know, and, and, you know, even last week when we had, um, uh, Trey on, you know, he, he, they, they both said the same thing that they would rather work hard for themselves instead of somebody else, you know? And I mean, there's nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with working for other people. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, millionaires that work for another person. Um, of course, you know, so there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, if, you know, if you're in a position where you feel like you could be doing a lot better, if you put the same work ethic for whatever you're doing into something for yourself, go for it. That's, that's a cool, what, that's a cool thing that NDSU, you know, that, that we're, like the, maybe, I mean, the teammates that you vibe with, right. And we're getting on the show is everybody just talks about like, man, all I got to do is just work my tail off. And a lot of other things will fall into place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, and that's the one thing. That's the one thing that if you talk to a, any athlete who's been on a successful program, I mean, they're going to have a hard work ethic. And after yeah. that, you know, the rest should fall into place with a little bit of skill, luck, relationships. You know, we didn't we didn't talk about this a ton. I know that's the you know our podcast that we just kind of, it almost goes off as assumed. Right. But I mean, relationships are everything. He said it a couple of times and we definitely both agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you, you heard, you know, relationship we had, we had, he had with coach Coop, you know, granted might not be like, this is even a bad relationship. Yeah. Right. But it's, it still helped grow him, you know? And then obviously, you know, obviously Kramer, um, and his staff, um, you know, those, those times and those relationships that, you know, we built in that program, man, it's just, it's powerful. You know, I can't, can't say enough about it. Um, but yeah, really, yeah, really enjoyed uh, having LP on though. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent Coop. Great episode. Thank you for your time. As always, thank you for your friendship. I talked a lot of smack about Fargo in this episode. I do apologize for that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry Please. about bringing up the high school yearbook too, man. It's all right. it's all good. You know, like, I, I usually expect to get at least one disrespectful comment. From I couldn't, just, I couldn't resist that. This man. this podcast, it's uh, all good. I, you know, put I, my neck out there and it got cut off. It's all good. <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. Oh man, <laughs> I like you just softballed it out there for me. Oh, it's, it's all good. No worries. No worries. Hey, and uh. I want to see a new, I mean, Coop, if you follow Coop on social media, he's going to be posting a new pick of the weeds, the area oh that he God. had to cut down. <laughs> he's going to let you know how good it looks now. So, I mean, it, wow, dude, you really put me on blast. Yo, no, I got, tune, no, I in got to, so, tune in to social media, man. Coop's big oh, on all platforms. Man. He might even uh, tweet it. Unbelievable. <laughs> all right, man. I got I to gotta put this in the notes then. Make sure it's up. <laughs> Love it. Love it. But all right. Everybody have a good week. Hey, have a great week, peeps.